Welcome to the Times Are Changing podcast. My name is Chase. I'm joined here with Zach. We are the COO and CEO of Golden Aspect. This is a podcast about cutting edge strategies in digital and social media marketing. In today's episode, we show the value of influencers with a case study from one of our clients, explain how to find good influencers for your business, and discover how to manage a successful collaboration while avoiding common mistakes. Without any further ado, let's jump right in. So today we're talking about influencers and the value they can provide. And there's a lot to get into here, but sort of off the bat, influencer collaborations is easily one of the best ways to be growing a brand account these days, especially if you can find a influencer who's a good fit to your brand. And this is going to be a big theme of today's topic is finding influencers who are a good fit for your brand and that are going to drive loyal new customers towards your products. That's ultimately going to be the goal of these influencer collaborations. And in order to do that successfully, there's a lot of different things you're going to look for. There's a lot of different details that you're going to make sure you don't overlook because running a successful collaboration is much more difficult than it might seem. And if not done correctly, you're going to be losing a lot of time and money. So in this podcast, we want to jump into as many of those specifics as we can touch on. Obviously, there's always going to be more things that we're leaving out, but hopefully you'll walk away with this with a good idea of the different types of influencers, what you should be looking for, what you should be avoiding, and hopefully be that much closer to running a successful influencer collaboration. So before you even start thinking about collaborating with different types of influencers, it's important to have a little bit of background about the different kind of categories that these people can fall into. Now, people like to come up with all of these different classifiers for different types of influencers. For today, we're going to be talking about two main types that can kind of cover most of the bases. Uh, Those are traditional influencers, is what we call anybody with more than 100,000 followers, and then micro-influencers, which is basically anybody less than 100,000 followers. It can even be as small as five to 10,000 followers apiece. Now, obviously, you can break this up and get way more specific into your nomenclature of your different types of influencers, uh, but for today, we're gonna kind of focus on these two main groups because these are where some of the biggest differences come into play. So when looking at what we call traditional influencers, which is anybody over 100,000 followers, it could be half a million, it could be 20 million, Uh, chances are they've probably done some collaborations with businesses or other brands before. Uh, They've probably gone through the process, they understand what it is like to work with businesses, how to go about navigating that stream, and they likely know how to frame these types of posts Uh, in a way that their followers are going to receive them well. And uh, because of all of that, they're also likely to charge quite a bit more for their shoutouts and that kind of stuff. Now, on the other hand, these micro-influencers, if they're less than 100k, they might not have done any collaborations with any brands before, or if they have, it'd be pretty limited and and pretty small scale. Um, They're definitely going to have a lot less experience working with businesses through their Instagram or Facebook social media pages. Um, And because of this, they're likely going to be charging or asking for a lot less in return for posting on their accounts. Yeah, so these are kind of just the general two different types 
like Zach said, you can definitely break these down into further subgroups. But honestly, it doesn't really matter because the one thing that you're looking for over everything else is a good fit with your brand. And also, obviously, not paying too much money for something that's not worth it. But when you look at an influencer and you're trying to decide if they're going to be a good fit, there's a couple of things that you should look at. So the first one off the bat that applies to every influencer and that's very important that almost anyone can take a look at very easily is their engagement levels. So a lot of influencer accounts were built many, many years ago, and everyone's in a different spot when it comes to their uh, follower loyalty. So if you have a million followers on your account and you're only getting a few thousand likes per post, that's probably a good indicator that their brand followers are not very active. And this is a good example of an influencer who's probably not going to be a great fit because if you're thinking about, okay, they have a million followers, but only a couple thousand people interact on their posts. How many people are really even going to convert from that post to your brand account? Probably not very many. So don't rely on just follower counts, but rely more on the engagement rates. If you're looking at someone with a million followers, if they're getting a couple hundred thousand likes on each post, that's going to be a much better place to be in. Even anything over 50,000 is probably about reasonable. It's, it's going to depend on each influencer is going to have a different engagement rate, but definitely a big warning sign is someone with many, many followers and hardly any engagement on their post. That, whether they're micro or traditional, is not going to be a good fit for the majority of brands, and you can probably just go ahead and skip them. One of the other big things that you really want to watch out for, especially if it's a uh a larger traditional influencer who has done brand collaborations in the past is how were those sponsored posts received by their followers like did they have increased engagement on those posts or did the engagement drop significantly go through their accounts and try to find instances where they have collaborated with other brands and done similar things to what you're hoping to do with them and then read through the comments see how people are responding to the product see how people are responding to the influencer a lot of times if the fit isn't great with the specific influencer uh the post can be received quite negatively by their followers and they will make that known in the comments so if the person you're looking at has a history of their followers not respecting branded posts you know calling the influencer a sellout or something like that uh, for doing this type of stuff and doing these sponsored posts and shout outs uh, then maybe they're not going to be a good fit for you it really just depends on who the person is what their follower base likes to see and how your brand fits into that equation. If there's not a good relationship between the influencer and the product or service that they're going to be advertising, chances are the people aren't going to like to see it and aren't going to want to interact with it either. Yeah, you want to be very aware of that influencer's general vibe. There's a lot of different vibes that influencers can have, but you want to make sure that it aligns well or well enough with your brand. Obviously, if it's a bikini model and you're trying to sell lawnmowers, not a great fit generally. So it's important to be aware of the types of followers that that influencer has. And even just a simple scroll through their feed on any of their accounts will give you a general vibe of what they usually post, their style and any other brand collaborations in the past, obviously, that they've done as well, you should be looking for something that fits well with your brand. And there's a lot of different ways that stuff can fit in. Um, there's always ways that you can make things work. But 
it's also pretty obvious that there's a lot of brand accounts that just don't make a whole lot of sense for what you're doing. Another great example is maybe a, an account that just posts nature photos. Throwing in a big product shot promotion in the middle of that feed isn't really going to do super well. So be aware of influencers who are just reaching out purely to make a buck and that aren't super concerned about interacting with your brand. Those you definitely want to be careful for regardless of their size because they're not generally going to be nearly as effective. Um, now, in terms of finding influencers to actually go about these, there's basically two main ways to do this. The first way is you reaching out to them. Now, there is a service that uh, we've seen people use before in the past with some success, which is called Upfluence. It's one of the most popular influencer outreach services. It'll help you identify influencers who are interested in your collaboration. Um, and this is something that you might have to rely on if you're a smaller brand and you're not having influencers reach out to you. But the best way to do this is to have a brand that's large enough. And like we said, it's gonna depend on the size of your brand, but if you are a big enough brand and you have a desirable enough product or service, you're actually gonna have influencers that are gonna be reaching out to your account. So if you check your messages, oftentimes, you know, every couple days or so, every couple weeks, depending on your size, you'll have influencers reaching out, asking to collaborate. And this is a great opportunity because at this point, you can pretty much just wait until you find someone who fits all of these boxes. And then they're already expressing their interest in your brand in doing a collaboration. And at that point, you basically have it locked in. So that's a super ideal situation. And it's de definitely the best one to go from because doing you know services like Uffluence and doing that outreach on your own can be very, very time consuming. And often you can end up just finding influencers who maybe are more looking for the money than they are looking for a, a good fit with, with a brand. And so it's always ideal to have influencers reaching out to you. But obviously, if you aren't in a position to, to have those influencers reaching out, then you're going to have to do some of your own outreach. But we would recommend using a service like Upfluence or something similar and not just going and directly messaging these people because you'll often find that the response rates are very low and the probability that they're interested in your product and collaboration is, is not super high and you're going to waste a lot of time that way. So cold outreach strategy for finding influencers unless you're offering a really really good deal is probably not going to be super effective with respect to that deal chase was just mentioning there's a couple different ways that you can go about doing this some influencers might just want to be paid in cash for posting on their accounts however it's going to be a way better situation for you and much more conducive to a legitimate sponsorship of your product if the influencer is willing to take a trade of your brand's product or services. This is obviously going to depend on what you're offering. If you offer a very small, cheap product, it's going to be a little bit harder to do a full trade and you might have to pay them money as well. But if you offer a more expensive product or service, oftentimes you can get away with a trade uh, and this on your end is going to be a much better overall benefit. And it, it basically it works better for the influencer too because they're getting something out of it that's not just money, it's just a, a little bit more of a solid connection there and it's gonna make the collaboration better. But on that same token, it's also really important not to collaborate with just any influencer, even if they are willing to do that trade. You don't want to just accept any offer from an influencer that approaches you, even if it seems like they're offering you a good deal uh, because these poorly executed collaborations are basically worthless um, and doing a bad collaboration is going to waste a bunch of your time it's not going to provide almost any return 
and you're still going to be losing something because you're still going to be giving them something away for free and you're hardly going to get anything in return. So it's really important that you try to find a good deal and you try to negotiate a deal. And like we said, there's all different kinds of deals can work. I mean, we're not trying to recommend here that you don't pay influencers. It definitely can be worth the money, but it's important that you're careful with that because it's a slippery slope and you want to be confident that you're going to get a return on what you're paying for. So when it comes to influencer collaborations, just have a lot of patience and look for the right collaboration because throwing out a bunch of poorly executed collabs is not worth your time. It's much better to find solid, well-connected influencers that are really going to give you that return that you're looking for as opposed to just throwing out you know, money and products in every direction just to get a bunch of people to promote your stuff. So definitely take time with that and, and wait for somebody good to come in. And so that's where we're going to jump into the case study for today's podcast, which is a perfect, a perfect example of all of this stuff coming together. Um, this is a, a collaboration that we did with one of our clients and the influencer, David Henry, who was an actor. And basically the way this collaboration worked was we decided that we were going to do it with him after his car, his car tires had gotten slashed. Um, so he was in need of a car. So one of our clients provides car rental services. So this was a perfect fit. Um, what this did was create an instant story for him to tell to his followers about why he was using this product and service. Um, it was very organic. It made a lot of sense. And then basically what we did was created a content plan where he was going to post on his accounts and also post on his stories. And when he did that, he would tell his followers about what had happened with his car and then also tell his followers about our client account and how they had helped him solve that problem. And they had given him a rental vehicle um, in exchange. And so just with one of his posts that he did with this, uh, it reached over 1 million people and got over 335,000 likes, which then resulted in over 100,000 visits to our client's profile, over 600 website clicks, 450 followers, and over 23 direct calls. Now, there was a couple of other story posts and other things as well, so those total numbers include those. However, you can see that the value here is super clear and it also demonstrates just how powerful that these uh, influencer collaborations can be if done correctly. However, on the same token, you could have seen a much, much lower result here if we hadn't have told that story, if we didn't do all of these. There was a lot of details involved in this. So when doing these collaborations, it's very important that everything's organized and that the posts are done correctly because even the smallest details can, can mess things up. And that's uh, what we're going to jump into in part two because there's a lot more to talk about when it comes to the details details of really making sure these collaborations work the best they can. This episode of Times Are Changing is brought to you by Golden Aspect, our company. We're a digital media and marketing agency that specializes in a one contact for everything social approach and completely integrated marketing campaigns. We emphasize high touch, strong client relationships and fully integrated marketing approaches. Each of our marketers are proficient in every service we offer and are reachable seven days a week by text or call. This reliable communication and interaction with your business ensures your contact will be equipped to handle anything you need, anytime you need it. If you want to learn more about what Golden Aspect can do for your business or a friend's business, please feel free to check out our website, www.goldenaspect.com. That is www.goldenaspect.com. All right, so negotiating a deal 
with influencers varies hugely depending on the person that you're working with. So like we said, it's all about finding somebody that's really going to work well in reflecting your brand image uh, and that your products and or services are going to gel with them and the general vibe of their entire page. So once you've gotten all of that sorted out, step one is to figure out payment. Like we said, the ideal situation is an exchange of products or services, but for some influencers, especially if your products or service are relatively low in value, uh, you may need to supplement some of that with some actual cash fees. Now, it's important that you really try to find the best deal possible. Like we said, waiting for the right influencers to come to you, especially if you're building a solid brand account. I mean, we've had brand accounts with as little as 5,000 followers be getting easily like one message per week from influencers looking to collaborate. You don't have to be huge to get some of these people's attention, which is why you really want to be looking out for that good deal, especially if you haven't done any influencer promotions or collaborations in the past. You really, really don't want to go dropping a bunch of money on the first big fish that swims into your DMs, especially if you don't know what the results are going to look like. Be patient, find the right people, find the right fits, and find the good deals. You really don't want to be dropping just a ton of cash on a collaboration that you don't know if it's actually going to help your business a whole lot if you've never done any before. Yeah, the reason we're so adamant about not wasting money on these is because the flip side of this is you could spend 20 grand on a, an influencer collaboration, but you could also spend that 20 grand on Facebook ads. And that's why it's really important that you're careful with the money because whenever you're spending money on social media, it could always be going to another place. So whenever you're thinking about what you're going to spend on this influencer, you want to be sure that what you're getting out of it is equivalent, if not better, to what you'd get out of running ads because that's always another option. And obviously here, you're getting more public brand awareness. There's other benefits to it but always remember that always remember before you drop a couple thousand dollars or even more on a, on a brand collaboration that money could be going into ad spend so it's really important that you do find that good fit and once you do another absolutely essential component to this collaboration to making it successful is telling a story now this story can look like anything and it doesn't need to be a complicated story it can be as simple as this product or service helping the uh, the influencer in some way. Uh, maybe it helps them, you know, maybe they're traveling and it helps them with wherever they're going, like a hotel service, that kind of a thing. It can be a very simple story, but it's very important that it lines up in some way organically so that it doesn't just come out of nowhere. It doesn't make these these influencer collaborations don't work super well if they just have absolutely no relation. And again, hopefully this will be solved by finding a good influencer. If you find a good fit, you should be able to come up with a story that makes at least some sense. This will also make the influencer have a, have a better time showing off your product or service when they promote it. It's going to make more sense to their followers. They're going to be able to portray it better and it's also going to make them look better so overall the collaboration is going to receive more engagement it's going to be a win-win situation and so finding out what kind of a story to tell is very important and the way you can tell this story well is by posts and also stories so again 
use stories on Instagram and Facebook to tell uh, additional parts about this collaboration, perhaps behind the scenes stuff, perhaps before and after things, whatever it may be, using the story to further reinforce this narrative is really important because if they just do one post, it's pretty difficult to get across a whole story in one post. But if you have a couple stories, you have maybe two posts, at that point, you're starting to build a little bit more of a story. The followers are gonna see your brand name repeated multiple times. And on the influencer side of things, if it's done correctly, they're gonna have a good time promoting this as well because it's gonna receive good feedback. People like collaborations that make a lot of sense. These are generally the ones that do very well. And so it's really important to tell a story that is going to help both brand and influencer. And this is totally possible, by the way. We showed it with this David Henry collab. That was a perfect example of this. It can totally happen. Um, and these are what make the best collaborations. So once you've done that, um, you got to start thinking a lot about what is the actual content that's going to be included in these posts, because this is super important. If they're going to be posting on your behalf, the type of content that, they put, that they're putting up is very, very important. And one of the things that we try to recommend to everybody is that you include a video. Now, the thing about videos is that generally influencers are not going to be too keen on giving you a free video with their post because on their end, it's a lot of work. But if you can find somebody who's uh, able to do that video promo for you and for the influencer, what I would recommend you do is go ahead and offer to the influencer that they show up for a video shoot and you have someone on their end help you. So if you can do that, and give them a video to post, they're probably gonna be fine with that. And what that's gonna do to you and to them is help, again, tell that story in a more concise way. The video is gonna perform even better on social media and you're gonna get more value for your promotion. So this is also great content that you can use for your brand afterwards. Uh, you can use this collaboration video for any other promotion materials you might need. And so finding out a way to create a video out of this collaboration is always the best option. If not, you could obviously fall back to photos, um, ideally a gallery of photos. So you're getting at least multiple different angles and multiple different kinds of photos. Again, this is all stuff that can be reused for your brand. So when you're creating the content, think about the most value you can get out of it. And like we said, probably making a video is easily the number one uh, best thing that you could be you could be creating. But if not, at least get a group of photos that you're happy with that well convey your product and service and also make the influencer look good while telling that that cohesive narrative. Once you've figured out what you want the story to be and, and what this whole collaboration should look like from the customer's perspective, it's time to dig into the actual agreement and contract that you're going to have with the influencer. Now, influencers will know that a wrong or a bad collaboration can diminish their brand image and if they're sort of unsure of the if their followers are going to take on this specific collaboration, they will likely try to get away with doing the least amount of work or posts as possible. So if you're going to be doing influencer collaborations, know your stuff. If you're not well-versed in social media, the influencer will notice and definitely take advantage of that situation. So with that in mind, uh, here's a couple things that you definitely want to watch out for while you're in the process of hashing out the details of this collaboration. Now, the number one thing, we brought this up earlier, is uh, influencers overcharging for their collaborations, especially if they have somewhere in the millions of followers. Um, some people 
might be able to or willing to pay a ton of money to be able to get on that account. Something you really want to watch out for, like we said, is getting that good deal. You don't want to be overpaying for something that's not going to give you a good return, especially if there's somewhere else that you could be putting that money that would be driving a stronger return. So really keep an eye on that price. Make sure that you're getting your money's worth with this person and that they really fit your brand the right way. The next thing to watch out for is delaying their posts. Uh, if an influencer isn't keeping to your agreed-upon schedule for your posts, be aware of that. Be on them about that. Keep an eye on it. You want to make sure that these posts are getting up at the agreed-upon scheduled times and that they're not waiting you know, weeks or months to get this stuff up. Everything about social media is constantly changing. It's really important that this collaboration remains relevant, uh, especially if it involves more than one or two posts. We want to make sure that that stuff comes up quickly in a timely manner so that story can be told in a way that is easy for their followers to jibe. Jest. Another thing to watch out for is an influencer just not posting everything that is required, not using the right photos or posting formats that you talked about, and not tagging your business accounts correctly. Now, this is all stuff that you really want to make sure is written out expressly and very clearly in your contract from the beginning. Uh, it'd be really easy for an influencer to take advantage of a potential brand by instead of tagging the brand account in the caption, maybe just tagging them in the photo and hoping that you wouldn't notice. That can be a huge hit on your conversion rate as a brand, so make sure that you're being tagged in the caption, not just in the image. Make sure that the influencer is actually posting all of the things that they said they would, and make sure that especially if you made a cool video with them or if they have that kind of content available that they're using it and not just putting up something that is going to be far less likely that their followers are going to engage with. Another few things that you want to watch out for right after all of this is done and the story is told is uh, the influencer posting other photos and stuff like immediately after posting your sponsored posts or your collaboration posts, it's going to take away from the followers being able to follow and gain access to your story if they're flooding their followers' feed with uh, a bunch of other content that is completely unrelated to the collaboration immediately after. So something to keep in mind. And also, a lot of these influencers might want to take down the collaboration posts uh, a week or so after you post them, um, especially if they don't think it fits with the look of their feed and that kind of stuff. It's definitely something you want to watch out for. And just another reason why finding the right fit is so important. I mean, if you have an influencer who is going to mix very well with your product or service, chances are a lot of these things won't be an issue because it will be in their best interest to be in this collaboration as well. But just know, not all influencers view it that way. And if you are not totally up to date and privy on everything social media related, they will likely try to take advantage of that. Yeah, I just have to echo everything Zach said a second time, especially if you aren't well versed on this stuff. It's very, very important that you find someone who is. Uh, let us know if you need help. We can help with this. But even finding anyone 
just to take a look at your contract, especially because there are just so many detailed factors about what should go into a social media influencer contract that you probably will overlook if you're not privy on it. And like Zach said, something as simple as where the client account is tagged can have a seriously large impact on the collaboration. So it's very important that these details are not overlooked because even something as small as that can have, you know, over a 50%, if not a 75, 90% impact on engagement. Um, it's absolutely massive. We've seen it done before. We've seen successful and unsuccessful collaborations. So we just have to say that if you're going to do one of these, especially if you're dropping a lot of money for it, spend the extra time and plan it out correctly. Make sure that all of these bases are covered because it's just not worth it. It's really just not worth it. And on the influencer side, they're going to say, hey, I did all that you asked of me. And there's not much you can do unless you got that in writing. So it's very important that you put that down in a well laid out contract because you just never know. Influencers can be really nice and very friendly and approachable and then turn the other way. So just be careful. Um, definitely be careful. But also definitely take advantage of influencers because they can be very, very, very valuable. Um, and I guess sort of overall done right, um, collaborations are are hugely uh, valuable to any brand. It really doesn't matter what sector. There's influencers that can fit with just about every brand out there. So regardless of what you're trying to sell, see what influencers might work for you. And also, like we said, done wrong. These collaborations can be almost completely worthless and an absolute huge waste of time and money. So be very wary of things that cost a lot of money that you're not confident about and be very critical about who you decide to work with and be uh, also, I guess another thing we could say is um, if successful, definitely don't be afraid to invite an influencer back again because searching for new people takes a lot of time. And if you can find success with one influencer, it's totally worth bringing them back on because the more times that their followers see your brand, and especially if they engaged well with it before, that repeated exposure is just going to increase their your brand awareness and, and loyalty. So definitely don't be afraid to do multiple collaborations with a set group of influencers as opposed to always trying to find new people. Um, that's definitely something to carry in the back of your mind because it's going to be a lot easier as well on your end and probably cost less to do these multiple times. And that's about where we're going to wrap things up for today. Make sure you follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. We upload weekly episodes every Tuesday. If you're interested in reading our newsletter, please visit our website at www.goldenaspect.com slash times are changing. Once again, that is goldenaspect.com slash times are changing. Thank you all so much for listening to this edition of the Times Are Changing podcast, and we'll see you all next week. If you enjoyed listening to this week's podcast, please check us out on social media, Instagram at Golden Aspect Media. If you want to learn more about what our company can do for your business, please check out our website, www.goldenaspect.com. We offer everything from content creation, social media account management, to digital ad marketing campaigns. Look. If you made it this far, you're obviously interested in this stuff. And are you doing it? Is your company doing it? If you're not, you really should be because you're missing out and we're here to help. So send us a message, send us an email, give us a call. We'll be here, ready to help. Take care. <laughs>